My name is Flora. And my name is Fauna. And this is a weekly podcast where we talk about animals. We're both former zookeepers, and each week we discuss an animal and learn a little bit more about it. As always, nothing we say reflects any past, present, or future organizations, and all thoughts and opinions are our own. So with that, let's get grime me. I'm doing the worm. (laughs) (laughs) Right now. (laughs) Voguing. Can you hear us vogue and worm? We said that the other day that, like, uh, I don't know if people have, like, recorded audio in the past, but you, like, record a chunk of audio that's just the background noise so that you can, like, use it as the sample to remove the background noise. Mm-hmm. And we have this really bad habit of not breathing during this oh my sample, God. which is <laughs> like come as silent as humanly possible. We need to have the background noise. <laughs> and then the other day, we I was we both I think were like voguing, and we, and then we I was were. like, was the sound of voguing? Am I going to be voguing throughout? Why did I put that there? I need to vogue now so that my constant voguing for the next <laughs> hour is canceled out. <laughs> what the hell? Something's wrong with us. That's our one chance to make background noise, and both of us are like, <gasps> to hold breathe. our breath. None of us speak. One time I giggled, and I was just like, "Great!" Every time I laugh, it's gonna <laughs> take it out. <laughs> Becomes a very somber episode that week. No. It's not that technical, but no. um, I don't know. It's just every time you never know yeah. what we're gonna be doing. It's something stupid though. Literally, I don't even know. I start the day, and I'm like, "We'll see. We'll see." Well, heavy. Attack on Titan Sunday. Oh, is it happy though, or is it my condolences? Is Attack on Titan Sunday? That's more. That's it, actually. It's that picture of Erwin that I'm gonna send you every Sunday that just says, "Let's fucking go! Let's fucking go!" Uh, You and I were talking about the new theme music. Okay, this is just gonna become for the next like what twenty weeks or whatever. This is gonna become an Attack on Titan sub podcast within our animal podcast. Yes, yes, yes. Because this is a cultural event. Mm -hmm. But you and I were talking. The new season's intro music is unhinged. Phenomenal. Like you and I were like, we listen to it. We're deviants. We're committing crimes. I have a baseball (laughs) bat. I'm smashing down mailboxes. It's the theme for the purge. It is. I'm kicking through windows. I've got Molotov cocktails in both hands. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Absolutely unhinged. I'm about music. to rumble. I've- <laughs> I'm gonna do the rumbling myself. Not about to rumble. I I feel like just lighting fires. I feel like throwing plates on the ground. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. deviant shit. And you know, we're we're a strange combo here because I've read the manga. You have not. So mm-hmm. I know what's gonna happen. I know what's going down. I've shed you my do. tears. I've cheered my tears. <laughs> you. <laughs> Virginized nears you don't know. Well, the good news is though, I have you to be like, "Mommy, can I watch this TikTok? Is it safe?" Or is it <laughs> and I'm like, "Do not watch that. <laughs> Delete that." And I'm like, "It's deleted." <laughs> don't you fucking it's dare! Combo. It's a good combo. Yeah, incredible. I know. Incredible. I've just I've told you like I'm preparing for a visceral, horrible experience every Sunday. Some mm-hmm. people go to church. <laughs> I'm doing the opposite. No. <laughs> Every Sunday is a bad time. Take me to Attack on Titan hell. Hellscape. Right. Right. Correct. I love it so much. <laughs> if you're not watching but, it. God, the music slaps. If you don't watch anime, if you think it's dumb, if they're cartoons or you don't want to read your TV. Um, you're wrong. Just know that Attack on Titan is one of the best anime and manga ever created. Definitely like in our lifetime. It's absolutely insane. If you want to read it, read it. If you want to watch it and you like, you can watch the English dub, it's going to be different. But it's yeah, going to be good, as amazing. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't even just... qualify it as like one of the best anime. I would say like one of the best shows of all time. Uh, correct. No, that's correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. It 
is insane. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> Honestly, it's insane. <laughs> and it's about to get more insane. <laughs> okay. I can't. If the music is any indication. <laughs> yeah. I'm scared. I've, I've just got nervous diarrhea every Sunday. <laughs> just letting you know. I'm sweating already <laughs> thinking about it. Okay. I know. So join us on this ride. I hope you enjoy. Obviously, right. every recording, we record so early that, you know, mm-hmm. we'll, we're never going to spoil anybody, even if we did accidentally leave in where I'm just like, did you know? <laughs> like, it would be I think the three only thing later. we spoiled ever in Attack on Titan is that guy that had the hose in his butt. <laughs> Spoiler. Guy had a hose in his butt. <laughs> Yet to be unnamed man with a hose up his butt. But like, is that a spoiler? No. If you don't know his name, it could be anyone. What about um how Dot, uh, what's his name? Dot picks his, <laughs> how his fucking forehead gets bigger every time you see him. <laughs> Man's head is a balloon. That's actually, that's actually the key to the whole plot. It's a spoiler. <laughs> Man looks like pops from regular show. If you I could can't. track the size of that man's forehead, you could predict the end times, I swear. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Pop anyway. a fucking quarter off that forehead. <laughs> <laughs> the beacon. It's obscene. Um, so this week, picked an animal. It is going to start with the letter D. Um, first, we did have D one. D for top pixels. <laughs> G for dot. We did have one new review. Oh, we did. Which is About from time. Horse Crazy Girl 78. <laughs> that was me. So we have tapped into a very distinct niche. The oh, yeah. horse girls love yes. to see it. Finally. That's so, been our target audience thank you the whole time. So much, horse girl. Thank you so much. Um, this is now, this has already occurred. It hasn't, but by the time you're listening, it has. Oh, Betty, Betty White's birthday is oh, tomorrow. Yeah. Betty White. Right. Right? What day is her birthday? Oh, my God. I just spelled everything wrong. It's tomorrow. January 17th is Betty White's 100th birthday. Mm-hmm. As everyone knows, this is not a spoiler. She's died in real life. Mm-hmm. And to honor her, everyone's like, we should donate to like animal organizations and zoological organizations and like whatever because Betty White was like an animal stan. Oh yeah, big time. If there's one thing that woman loved, it's fucking animals. She yes. just like loved the shite out of them. Yeah. So well, we always Jen. we always do our rat raves every month when uh-huh. we get them. We haven't had a lot. Like we only have thirty dollars worth right now. That's like nothing. Yeah. Are you kidding? Are you joking my butthole? That so, is the amount of food I order at Taco Bell. <laughs> it's like nothing. It's like <laughs> keeper shot. What are you even doing? And by keeper shot, I mean the fans. You control it. But anyway, <laughs> so we always ask our patrons like, where should we send it? And we sometimes they ghost us, and nobody thinks of anything. And I just like send it to whoever I fucking want. This time, it was like one, two, three, four, six people were like giving us these good places. Yeah. And I, I was like, how? Well, like, oh, I have to pick one to send thirty. That's shitty. And then I was like, no. And we decided that we're gonna mm-hmm. send fifty dollars just to all six of those. <laughs> so we're gonna just do it on Betty White's birthday tomorrow which was a week ago if you're listening to this uh this has been an attack on titan <laughs> um we just took that 30 dollars. we added another zero to it because betty was gonna be triple digits so mm-hmm. we added a third digit mm-hmm. and we split it up over six places there you go cute right so cute so check out our social media see the places that we donated to mm-hmm. uh but it was like a wild animal center asian elephants Mm-hmm. There was like a zoo. There was like a frog, and then it was like <laughs> someone's like. Frogs. There was like a local, like cat, like just like a cat, like just a cat, a local cat. 
just some cat. cat. Got we walked up to him and handed him a $50 bill. <laughs> so if you're interested in, you know, participating in anything like that, you mm-hmm. know, you can join Patreon. You can rate and review us on iTunes and Podchaser. Yeah. A lot of you ways to You can get help. a life. Oh, <laughs> all of those things would be really helpful to the world and the animals. Okay. <laughs> Triple threat. <laughs> so we're starting off the year strong. Let's just like yeah. toss $300 in the bucket. And what a great way to remember Bing. a woman who, like, absolutely loved animals and their Bing, conservation. Bing. Especially Sue. She was, like, a, a good zoo supporter. Yeah, for sure. She what was a, wonderful. What a queen. Rest in peace. So, thank you for that. Okay, and then um, just this animal. Okay, so I picked the dung beetle. <laughs> okay. I love the preamble to it because yeah. there was none. <laughs> there was none. <laughs> I mean, like, you what really do I say? Jumped right in. What do I mm-hmm. say about it? This is from Abby B and David M. Thank you guys for the suggestion of the dung beetle. Dung beetle. How have we not talked about this thing? You know, that was what I thought too. I was like, what the what? And then when I looked it up, I was like, oh, this is why. Because there's like um eight thousand species of dung beetle. Oh, that'll do it. Huh? I thought there that'll was it. one. I thought there was one. Yeah. I thought there was that one. One dung. Like in Africa from right. the Lion King. And he was God's and, only dung beetle. Yeah. And he was the same one that kept showing up on nature documentaries. They just followed the same There's, man around There was year. one. One immortal dung boy. Yeah. Ronk. Yeah. Ronk. Well, shit. My entire Ronk. world has been flipped upside down. Yeah. So, um, over 8,000? Nobody's counted. Dung beetle. No one's counted. Were we guessing? That's an estimate. <laughs> I we know think. that there's at least 8,000. That could be rounding down, for all I know. <gasps> the person who was counting was like, I only know how to count to 8,000. <laughs> I'm tapped out. So they, yeah, they reached that 8,001. They're like, more than. <laughs> Safe gotta to be say. More than that. <laughs> Widely believed. Widely believed. <laughs> so over 75 species of dung beetle are found in North America alone. Oh. 60 in the United Kingdom, 800 okay. in Africa. Wow, that's just okay, like that's a lot. Okay, that's just like a little tasting because they're found on every continent except for Antarctica. Of fucking course, <laughs> I could have fucking course could have guessed. So taxonomically, I'm being Vegas fuckery because there's mm-hmm. so many of them. So Kingdom right. Animalia, Phylum Arthropoda, class Insecta. We're we're insects, you guys. Order Coleoptera. Arthropods. This is the beetles. Beetles. So specifically, he's a beetle. Dung beetle. For once, we named something what it was, and it's not like a fucking lie. You know what I mean? Like, it is what it is. Right, right, Thank, right. Thank God. But they're not a single taxonomic group. There's <laughs> so many of them. So there's a super family of scarab. It's like scarabay. I should say it like that. Scarabayo-idea. 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 Which are the scarabs. Jesus. Fuck. Okay. I got that. <laughs> However, most in that family don't actually use shit at all. Oh, there's a family, Geopteridae. Those uh-huh. are the earth-boring dung beetles. Oh, the family Scarabidae itself is the scarabs. Again, scarabs. Not all of them using dung. The subfamily Scarabinae are oh. what's referred to as the true dung beetles because they oh. are using dung. The other subfamily Aphidinae are the small dung beetles. Again, not even all of them use it. But we we say the scarabinae, tr- that subfamily, is the true because most of them in that family, that subfamily, exclusively feed on shit. And oh, shit so they're like things. in it. Yeah. 
Okay. I feel like I want to do like a beetle Venn diagram and see, and like poop is in the middle. Mm. And then just see how many of them. Yeah. How many of those little bubbles are floating around that poop? Yeah. I thought there was one. I'm shaking. (laughs) (laughs) They're out here. Right. So taxonomically, that's a disaster. I don't, I don't even know what I said to you just now. I wiped it from my brain. (laughs) It's gone. Don't worry. They have also divided them into different types of dung beetles. Rollers are the ones who roll the ball. Oh, nice. Tunnelers roll the ball and then they bury the shit in a hole. (gasps) Oh. Dwellers roll the ball and then live the fucking it and just like live in the shit. Actually, they might not even roll it. I think they just live in shit. Is someone out there dribbling it? They have like cool ball moves like Harlem Globetrotters. Are they doing that thing where they roll it on the arm? (laughs) There's an air dung beetles movie. I don't know if you saw that. (laughs) Oh, I didn't. I missed that one. Air dung. Imagine being the kid that's like benched during Air Bud. Imagine being benched during <laughs> Air Dung. <laughs> that's worse. You're just like, man, first this fucking golden retriever and now this dung beetle. Why am I even on this team? This is bullying <laughs> at this point. <laughs> so bad. Coach hates me. There's a beetle out there on the court. And he's With actually Jersey. kicking ass. He's actually really good, but that's not the point. He travels though. He can't he can't pick up his feet. No, yeah. Okay, so they're between all of that mess, there's a high levels of variability. I don't even okay. know. For God's sake. There's so many. Right. There's so many. I want to cry. Just too many. Just too many. This is insane. Scarabius satyrus is a species of dung beetle. They navigate using the Milky Way. <laughs> <laughs> what? Excuse me? What? Why? <laughs> Could they have picked something farther away? <laughs> Why? Because he, he's farsighted. <laughs> he can't see anything in front of him. But he's got fucking finger on the pulse when it comes to the Milky Way. Got a telescope. Way. Got a fucking telescope. Built-in telescope. So, oh, my God. The Milky Way. Yeah. So what apparently, like, there's other mammals who supposedly can use the Milky Way, including humans, to navigate. Okay. It's not like our top pick, right? Like, we're going to use, like, other things. (laughs) Okay. Right. Like, Google Maps. Like, the moon or something. Not just, like, the entirety of the Milky Way. (laughs) Uh, But this might be the only bug that's doing this. Oh, he's just looking up, you know? Right. But here's the thing. There's a lot of bugs. And we don't know a whole lot. So that, you know, might not be true. Who knows? Yeah. There's got to be another bug out there that looks up. In 2013, they did, like, this study on this bug. I don't even know. Well, I guess I do know. Why? They basically were just following this fucking dung beetle around in the absolute pitch black of night. And there was, like, no moon. Scary. No visible light at all. Okay. And he still was, like, getting where he needed to get. And they were like, how? (laughs) Okay, but that's so scary. (laughs) They were watching him in the deepest, darkest night. Ew, if someone was following me at night, I'd be freaking out. Yeah. So in 2013, they did a study, and they think he could be the first insect. Because some of them, again, use the sun, they use the moon, they Mm -hmm. use polarized light emanating from shit. But, like, who's just looking at the waves of space? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) It reminds me of that Adventure Time episode where Finn goes into the ethereal plane and uh, Ice King is in there, and there's all these, like, strange, like, demons and ghouls 
<laughs> he just like has to deal with them. I feel like that's maybe where this dung beetle's hanging out too. Yeah, that's where he sees and where he's en- he enjoys being. Yeah, he just follows like the weird glip glop ghosts that right. lead him home. But here's like one of my top questions. Okay, I I have further okay. details, but here's the okay. question. Okay. The first reason that they were doing this test was because that they saw he was able to stay on course in clear moonless nights. How do they oh, know where okay. he intended to go? <laughs> <laughs> because when he got there, what he pulled is... the keys out of his pocket and unlocked the home. Only he had a key too. <laughs> what is the course and how did they know it? <laughs> that... That's true. What if he ended up at somebody else's hole and they're just like, he made it to the hole. What if that oh, wasn't God, Look hole? at him. He made it. And meanwhile, he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm lost. I can't see. So how did they test this? Like, we can't control the moon. Joke's on right. you. Yes, we can. No, we They can. took him to a planetarium. <laughs> oh, no. He went on a field trip. The Johannesburg Planetarium, where we can control the sky. And they put him in a box, and they put him in a box with black walls so that nothing on the horizon can affect anything. That seems so fucked up to put him in front of an artificial moon. <laughs> so, yeah, he's living a lie. That's like, um... <laughs> Uh, what's that Jim Carrey movie? The Truman Show. Dude, it's a Truman Show. <laughs> yeah. Truman Show for bucks. They put him in a planetarium. Oh, man. So he did navigate best when it was like a clear, starry, bright sky. Okay. However, when they took all of that away and they only showed the bands of the Milky Way, he did just as well. Oh. Getting where okay. he needed to get. What if you're the scientist out there that like, uh, step one of my experiment is to watch this dung beetle uh, walk home in the dark and he does a good job and then I'm like I have a hypothesis and my glasses break in half at the bridge because I'm a huge fucking nerd <laughs> so I get them taped up I put them back on push them up my nose and I'd say what if they follow the Milky Way <laughs> it seems like a stretch and what were they doing in the dark <laughs> how did they see like, uh. you got some night vision goggles and you're just peeking on that bug I think invasion of privacy. So scary. All of that just seemed insane and absurd to me. I I will say because this animal is so vague and there's so many of them that my notes do spiral into chaos and we start talking about things that are not related at all. Okay. So step one was just like, hello, it follows the Milky Way. Okay. That's how it is. (laughs) Okay. And there's like barely any actual facts in here, but that's okay. That's how it goes. Um, Visibly... It's a beetle. It looks just like a beetle. If you drew a picture of a beetle, you would draw a picture of this beetle. They look like beetles. Mm-hmm. They have six legs. Whenever they're rolling those little shit balls, they are like doing like a push up, right? They're using their front legs to move on the ground and then their back legs are rolling the shit ball. Oh, interesting. Because I feel like a lot of people maybe think it's the other way. No. So instead of like standing up and pushing it with their little arms, they're doing like a wheelbarrow thing. Yeah. So four legs on the ball, two legs on the ground. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they can only travel in a straight line. Like, he's not – he can't see. I'm sorry. It's just, just perfect. <laughs> he can't see, right? So every time he needs to, like, navigate, he has to stop, get on the ball of shit and look around, get back off the ball of shit and do it again. Sounds good. Exhausting. So where did they found? Like I said, everywhere. Um, they're living in deserts, grasslands, savannas, farmlands, forests. They don't like extreme cold or extreme dry. Mm-hmm. They eat poop. Of herbivores or omnivores, but they prefer oh. omnivores. They prefer omnivores. Got a little bit of spice. Just a little bit. They're like, I don't like all the meat in there. I just like a little bit of meat. <laughs> they also will eat mushrooms, decaying leaves, oh. and fruits. 
cute. Why pretty not? good diet. Pretty wholesome. They do not necessarily have to eat anything in addition to just the poop. Everything they need nutrient-wise and moisture-wise is going to be contained in the feces. So feces but... is a food item. Sure. Sure. <laughs> if you're a bug. <laughs> what if I'm not a bug? a bug? Are you confirming or denying that you're a bug? Uh, I'm just throwing out the possibility. What if I'm not a bug? Gathering information. Then I would say it is really, really frowned upon for you to eat anybody's. But is it forbidden? I don't think it's illegal. <laughs> Will the police come? <laughs> in the United States of America, I don't think it's illegal. Okay, well, we can't go off laws in the U.S. because those are bad shit. There isn't there one where you can, like, marry a horse in Kentucky or something? You can't have an ice cream cone in your back pocket. <laughs> That's what it is, okay? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, there's, mm -mm, no. <laughs> the law is a joke. They don't even bring up marrying horses because everybody knew that it was already allowed. So there's no and everyone, law. <laughs> and everyone was already married yeah. to a horse. <laughs> Imagine if law and order was just busting perps who have ice cream in their back pocket. Yeah. Dun, dun. Why wasn't law and order? Is there a southern version where they're like not in New York, but they're in like the deep south? Because... <laughs> Thing. Yeah, and the and the mm. theme song is like dwang dwang. <laughs> a little bit of deliverance in there. Oh, <laughs> I'd watch it. I'd watch it. Deep okay. South needs some Law and Order. That's for sure. Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Okay. However, <laughs> even though some of them, like I said, they don't necessarily need to eat anything else. Some of them choose to. Um, one species actually eats millipedes just for fun oh that's kind of a big thing to eat just predates millipedes another one eats the queens of leaf cutter ants <laughs> okay that seems targeted <laughs> that seems so specific and aren't there only like one a colony yeah that seems like <laughs> that is like the most forbidden fruit <laughs> it's kind of like serial killer-ish like maybe that's maybe like don't the fucking star leaves in the land before time or whatever. Maybe don't. <laughs> so rare. Oh. Wow. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's really specific. I know. And then how is he finding poop? Like what's sorry, I need to stop adjusting. It's gotta be the, I'm talking. It's gotta be the stink. Right, it is. So he's using a sense of smell, they have antenna and they can smell things. Mm -hmm. And some species, this was fun and unique mm -hmm. and interesting, and I've never seen it before or heard of it. Some species, why would you go to the poop when you can have the poop come to you? They just <gasps> attach themselves to the backs of just, like, monkeys and just, like, live on a leg of a monkey. Dude, okay. I was going to say, if poop is, like, what you're looking for, a monkey is a great thing to attach yourself to. Mm -hmm. They're mm -hmm. constantly in, around, among, and playing with poop. Mm -hmm. Constantly. Mm -hmm. People are always like, I want a monkey. No, you fucking don't. That no, thing is <laughs> literally covered in feces 24-7. They piss on each other. They piss on themselves. They smell like piss. Yeah. And they like put poop on you. No. No. You do not want a monkey. No. So like hippo would be good too though, huh? Because they do like the big poop. Well, it depends on your texture preference. That's I not... guess that's right. I guess that's right. I'm, I spoke too early. You spoke so soon <laughs> about things you do not understand. <laughs> Fuck. I am the shit expert in this episode, okay? Don't make assumptions. <laughs> um... So what does he do, right? He was going to roll into a ball, 
He's going to uh-huh. follow that straight line. He's going to go where he needs to go. Some of them, like I said, bury it, live in it, fucking it, whatever they want to do. Uh-huh. They used to be this, like, uh, scientists or I guess they just thought, like, 100 years ago. In 1991. Until 1991. They used to think. <laughs> 100 years ago. <laughs> I know. I thought, it, I swear it was, like, 1891, but that's Okay. <laughs> Like 100 years ago, TBH. <laughs> TBH. So up until 1991, they used to think that they would help each other and would, like, communally roll ship balls. What oh. actually was happening was, like, there would be an obstacle in the line, like a stick, and then the one guy was, like, trying really hard to roll his ball over the stick, and then there would another be another guy waiting and just, like, wanting to steal his ball of shit. So there's, like, oh. thieves. Which and we thought, thought they were, were helpers. Together. Yeah, they were like, look at those two friendly bros. And they're literally just like, fighting to the death. Like, this is my ship, I'll leave. Reverse romance trope. Lovers to enemies. <laughs> what they want to do, though, is rapidly move it away from the poop as soon as possible. Because that's going to limit competition, right? Everyone's going to go to, like, the poop drop. They get the alert oh. on their radar. Yeah. The package has been delivered. And they're all heading there as soon as possible. So the faster you can, like, roll your roll and go, like, the better off you are. They can roll up to 10 times their weight, which is wow. insane. There's yeah. one species, Anthophagus taurus, which can pull 1,141 <gasps> times its own body weight. <gasps> and, then, me. and then they did the math for us. That's equivalent to an average person pulling <gasps> six double-decker buses full of people. What? Six double-decker buses full. Not even empty. Oh my god. That would be like, okay, you and I are out having a picnic, and all of a sudden the beetle starts dragging you away. <laughs> he grabs the like, corner of our bro, blanket. Bro, there's nothing I can do. And he's No, he grabs a blanket and is pulling both of us away. You're right, you're right. And before we know it, we're like in a dung ball. Honestly, it would be like a magic carpet ride, and it would be very beautiful. It'd be probably really slow, but also very scary. <laughs> be like, man, what the fuck? Like, damn! I thought I saw this in air dung. Oh, I didn't man, think I it happened to me in air dung. <laughs> you know the poop drop though kind of reminds me of like dodgeball when you would play that in school. You have all like the balls lined up, everyone's mm. on the other side, and then they blow the whistle, and you all have to run. Yes, like grab your ball. What was your dodgeball technique? Did you like try to run and get there first and get a ball and? Smack someone in the face with it, or yes. did you hang back? No, I ran. My body is three quarters legs, and I would run and then <laughs> wail the shit out of whoever I could in the face. I was the worst, meanest dodgeball player because I hated everyone and I just wanted to hurt them real bad. Mm-hmm. That checks <laughs> out. See, I was the opposite, and I feel like everyone listening could have guessed <laughs> those two roles for us. <laughs> that was very easy uh, to put us into those two categories. Yes. Well, I got short little legs, and so I'm yeah. pretty fast at running, but not faster than Daddy Long Legs over here. <laughs> so I'm not going to make it in time, and I'm just going to get beat in the face. Mm-hmm. Like, don't that, like, resounding smack to my face. Yeah. So instead, I would show hang fear. back, let everyone massacre each other. Yeah, you and can't show I would, fear. I would, I would feed upon that. <laughs> I, would, I would be Would have pegged you. There. Don't peg me. <laughs> I would have. <laughs> I know you would. <laughs> I'd like to see you try. <laughs> okay. I would like to see you try. <laughs> okay. Speaking of pegging, right. where do these guys fuck? They're like, a, like I said, some of them want to fuck in the shit. Some of them will pair up and bond and will be in love. Oh. And they will dig this like hole for their shit to live in. They will leg eggs 
in there as well. And then that's called mass provisioning, right? They're uh, providing their babies this massive food source so that when they oh the big poop okay the big poop is is the big banquet when they hatch <laughs> out they just start snarfing first thing they see they're like my favorite food mommy poop. how'd you guess <laughs> mommy mommy imprinted some, on your favorite food some parents will stick around and guard the kids which is again kind of rare in insects um mm. some will just bail and they're just like you're good to go okay yeah checks out i got you your poop i don't know what else you want from me Right? Thanks. I'm out of here. Dung beetles as a whole are widely used as bioindicators when looking at ecological research. They're saying, oh. hey, if the bugs are there and they're good, then we're okay. But they're going to show signs of deterioration when there's cl- big climate disturbances. So extreme droughts, fires, mm-hmm. human activity, fucking up stuff. You're going to mm-hmm. see a falling out in the beetle population as well. So, I feel like you always see that when it comes to poop. People mm. always forget about poop, but then that's why you look at, like, fungi and, like, vultures and stuff. Yeah. Because they have, like, they've got an eye on the prize. They know what's going on. For sure. For sure. Behaviorally, there's some weird stuff they do. One of the yeah, fun uh, ones. Yeah, they <laughs> dribble poop. <laughs> one of the fun ones that I thought was fun was, mm-hmm. let's say we're in Africa, in Done. the sand. Okay, the sand. The temperature side. of the sand can be 140 degrees Fahrenheit, 60 <laughs> degrees Celsius. I'm, okay, I'm in the boiling hot sand. Got it. I am on fire. My skin is burning. Right. I am a bug. What do I do? Well, I have this ball, this cool ball of shit. What if I just yeah. stand on it? So they were observing oh. the beetles just getting on top of the shit and doing like little dances up there and just like hanging out on their shit. And they cool. didn't know why and they wanted to know. So what they did was dip them in silicone and make them little shoes <laughs> and i have to show you the picture i'm absolutely going to post this on the internet because what are those <laughs> my man we're in truth oh my they gave him shoes shoes do we ever just consider that maybe they're just having a good time Wait till you oh see. my god, look at those. Those are fresh, though. Look at how cool he looks. Back at it again with the green bands. <laughs> That's him. I love that picture. I'm going to get that tattooed on my soul. <laughs> he looks so good. He looks like he's, like, digging those shoes. He loves them. So in the study, they found the hotter the soil, the more time they would spend on the ship ball. They, oh, makes sense. Yeah. They said the ones with the silicone boots spent less time on the ship ball. Because they had shoes on. Oh, well, they had hot little feetsies, didn't they? Yeah, so they were fine. So they do think that they're using their mobile thermal refuge to traverse (gasps) hot sand. The ball's like one big shoe. Yeah. Get up off that hot sand. Get up off that thing. So it's food, it's shelter, Mm -hmm. it's baby food, it's a sex dungeon. Right. It's a shoe. This is the most... Useful object. <laughs> People always talk about having multi-use objects in your kitchen. That's why you don't just want, like, a fucking thing that chops garlic and nothing else. Mm. I feel like this would take the place of your entire house. A ball of shit? It is your entire house. Multi-tool. I bet this thing chops garlic as well. <laughs> <laughs> Does it all. Hell yeah. Mm, okay, so agriculturally, mm-hmm. pretty important, the little shit oh. men. That makes sense, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> like poop makes the world grow 
round. <laughs> exactly. So by burying and consuming poop, they're improving mm-hmm. nutrient recycling. They're f- helping soil structure. They're doing seed dispersal. Yeah. They're doing it all. They're also helping protect livestock by moving shit out. Because if we know anything oh. about livestock, it's that they shit all the time. They like constantly. Yeah, 24-7. 24-7. You can't even keep up. No. But they, if you're if you're introducing a dung beetle to the mix, you got like a little robo. It's like a robo vacuum, basically. Oh, a Roomba. Yeah. Why get a Roomba when you have just a bunch of beetles? He's like the perfect mix between a waste management homie and a little gardener. A beautiful son that you can call your son. <sighs> that, yeah, that is also your son, your little poop son. That's what would you name your poop son? That you gave birth to. Well, all of my sons are named Bennis. I'm sorry. I knew that. <laughs> you know the name of my son. Every son I have. <laughs> I have Bennis. several and they're all named Bennis. They're all named Bennis. They all come when I call. <laughs> What's your son's name? Um, uh, not at the moment. Does he have a name? Oh, <laughs> I thought it was that whole sentence. <laughs> Not at the moment does he have a name. That that rolls off the tongue. What a beautiful name for your son. But also his middle name is Michelangelo. Michelangelo. Nice. Jerry's still out in the first name. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. We can wait. We got can time. Wait. <laughs> so many countries have actually introduced the shit beetles to benefit oh. <laughs> animal husbandry. This country's like, man, we got to get more shit beetles in. <laughs> Day one in office, I'm bringing in more shit beetles. Okay, but actually, Yes. That, yeah. that has happened. <laughs> the American <laughs> Institute of Biological Sciences, whoever they are, reports that dung beetles in the United States save the cattle industry as a whole $380 million annually. Whoa, tax credit. What the fuck? Jesus. Because they're helping that prevent disease because they're removing the feces, which can like harbor disease. I mean, they, they yeah. can get foot issues standing in the shit, but they're removing pests. I mean, there's less flies. There's less like nasty right. bugs around. Right. So it obviously works. And then, like you were saying, with the politicians just being like pro-dung guy, he exists. So in Australia, the Commonwealth Scientific and Industrial Research Organization commissioned the Australian Dung Beetle Project, which went from 1965 (gasps) to 1985, where they were like, give me the dung. Give me dung or give me death. And they took species from South Africa and Europe and brought them to Australia. As of 2007, I think they did like over 45, like 43, successfully introduced 23 as of 2007. So there's still 23 species just like eating poop. And 20 of them didn't take. They failed. Oh. But in my head, I was like, there were already some there. Right? Yeah. In Australia. Yeah. And so I was like, imagine having this whole continent to yourself (laughs) and just like all the poop. And the world is your oyster, and you're just like, I have all of it. It's just for you. And then 40 guys show up, and they're just like, we're here to eat also that shit. Fuck it's you. It's the plot of Air Dung. And the government <laughs> brought us, and there's nothing you can do about us. It's actually Air Dung, too. Air Dung. <laughs> it's like the basketball team of Australia was so excited to do their basketball, and then the government brought in a bunch of dung beetles, and it did it for them, and they were all benched. Air Dung, too. The invasion of the expats. <laughs> get them out of here i love that one it's so good but, but okay but there was a there was a, an actual good reason right the australian yeah, native dung beetle 
Uh-huh. He eats native Australian shit, which is like crazy kangaroo pellets. Fucking, okay. I don't know, hard, tiny, fibrous little Australian poops. Not like what's blasting out of a goddamn dairy cow. If you've ever seen a cow patty, it literally smells like sour shit and it's a puddle. <laughs> and so the Australian right. dung beetles were like, that is not my vibe. How do I roll I that into a ball? I would not go near that. <laughs> My legs don't work like that. I want the poop that's already ball-shaped. I right, don't right. I don't want anything to do with that. So they were actually yeah. like not consuming cattle farm oh, patty, cow patty not type stuff. Repertoire. No. No big flapjack pancake wet uh-huh. shit. Yeah. So no dung pads were being used at all. So they brought in all these guys mm. who were like, I love pudding style poop. Yeah, I they can, specialize. I can magic mic that into a shipple in like a moment oh wow okay that's insane Got to all me. their poop bases covered it's insane to me so that helped um it reduced the australian bush flies by 90 percent in these cattle Holy pastures shit. that's significant you say 90 nine zero nine zero oh my god that basically is eradicated statistically <laughs> significant for sure <laughs> oh god uh, they've also continued that project. There's now the Dung Beetle Ecosystem Engineers Project, which has been running Fuck from yeah. 2017 to 2022. And that, that is just so like cool. continuing to just focus on the dung beetles and what they can do to help cattle and stuff. Cool. So in my head, I was like, I have spent 10 years picking up zebra goddamn shit. Not yeah. a single zoo in the world ever offered me a fucking dung beetle. I know. You got to know there's someone out there that does it way better than us. And they were just like paying us minimum wage when there's a specialist out here whose entire life is devoted to this. If I could have just scattered dung beetles and like I'd come in in the morning and half the shit would be gone. Are you joking? I Listen, what we would have to do is just, uh, you know, prepare their little house for them. Make sure they got little holes to put their dung balls in. Yeah. And then every single day, line them up, put their little shoes on, send them out to work. Give them a little, and then at the end of the day, bring them back home. Take off their little shoes. Put them up. God, wouldn't that be nice? That would have been so nice. That would have been so nice. I'm Team Dung. Absolutely. These sound like the rock stars in the animal kingdom. So cool. Okay, so this is when it, I just start talking about things that are barely related. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Speed <laughs> round. It's just something I didn't know and I got really interested in it and then I only looked that up and then I stopped looking up anything else. <laughs> Moving on. So as I said in the beginning, the family mm-hmm. is Scarabinae, the scarabs. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you know anything about Egypt, you know that they were like obsessed with scarab beetles. Yeah. That's a dung beetle. Apparently. I didn't I didn't know that. Yeah. I had no idea. I just knew that mm-hmm. they like Love beetles. I thought it was the beetle from the mummy that ate all your skin. Same. It's not. <laughs> it's a shit <show> okay. beetle. <laughs> so scarabs in the Egyptian language, in like hieroglyphics, the image of a scarab can mean to come into being, to become, or to transform. That's what we've translated it as. Okay. And the scarab is directly linked to a god named Kepri, who is a scarab face god. His whole face it's just a scarab. Wow, that's cool. So yeah, they're linked but it looks because really he cool. is that. And he actually represents the rising of the sun. Ah. So the ancient Egyptians believed that the the dung beetle, the scarab, was only male. They thought that they were all the same sex oh. and that they reproduced by rolling their ball of dung and then just like inserting jizz into it. Wow. And then they would just like make more of themselves. 
Hell of a hypothesis. So they thought that their self-creation, right? like that's what Kepri did. So he created himself out of nothing as well. So they were like, this tracks, oh, everything okay, gotcha. is connected. Yeah. And this little beetle man is rolling shit every day. Kepri brings a sun. A ball of shit looks just like the sun. Oh, and he's rolling a ball together. of shit. Mm-hmm. So they thought that Kepri every day renewed the sun by rolling it above the horizon and then carrying it back into the out- other world after <gasps> sunset. Oh, I love that. I just thought that was really cool. Yeah, that's so neat. I love I love that shit. And I had no idea, like, all the scarabs everywhere were, like, the shit. I had no idea it was a dung beetle. I don't know what I, I thought it either. was. I just thought it was, like, a pretty beetle. Yeah, I I thought it was just general beetle. I didn't just really like know anything specific. Beetle, yeah. And scarab, or not scarabs, but dung beetles in general, they can come in, like, black and red and green and brown. I mean, they come in, like, every color is 8,000 of them. Mm-hmm. So whatever. So scarabs in Egypt are kind of ubiquitous with, like, things like transformation and renewal and resurrection because it's, like, a cycle and self-creation and all that stuff. So it's super common. When they're making them, um, like, as jewelry, they're generally cut from, like, a green stone and then placed on the chest of, like, a dead person. But the coolest thing, King Tut, he had this crazy thing on his chest. (laughs) Okay, when we dug up King Tut, he had heart scarabs. And this yellow-green color, uh-huh. like, entombed with him. And if you look okay. it up, you can just look it up, like, King Tut Scarab. It shows you this crazy fucking cool-ass thing. Okay. Like, the coolest thing in the world that I've ever seen. Okay. And what it's carved from is called Libyan Desert Glass. Holy fuck. This, like, this yellowish-colored thing. That is the most intricate thing I've ever seen. I know. I know. It's so fucking cool. So here's what's crazy is glass as a as a thing is naturally formed when molten rock cools so fast that the atoms are unable to arrange themselves into like crystals. Sure. Okay. Whatever. So sometimes <laughs> sure. it forms with molten volcano type shit, right? There has to be a volcano. Well, yeah. there was nothing anywhere near anywhere near them that could have formed glass. So the okay. only explanation for where he got this fucking Libyan desert glass is that it was a meteorite that fell and impacted Earth and, like, boiled the sand. What? And this is the only known example of an Egyptian artist ever using this material. Because, like, <gasps> how else would they have gotten it? I mean, I guess it makes sense that it's with him then. Right. Which pretty important. Right. Like, the, like, number one. Like cool guy. the number one boy, yeah. Best boy gets best, best yeah, best boy space gets only glass. glass. <laughs> we have only one space glass. <laughs> it's the most important thing in the world. They turned it into a scarab and they gave it boy. to him. Wow. Wow. Is that crazy? I felt crazy reading that. Dude. I, I would read an entire book about that. Song of Achilles? No. Give me King Tut's beetle glass. <laughs> I'm saying whoa oh my god because i've heard of like (sighs) when lightning strikes sand it makes glass right but then where did this come from Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh uh-huh it says it would have to heat it to 3600 degrees fahrenheit Mm -hmm. so it was just a meteorite exploding and then the egyptians were like this is the coolest thing we have to get this ready for our boy. And then they made Best it into boy. this really cool thing and buried yeah. it with him. 
Look at it. Holy shit, dude. Is that not? I was like losing my mind. That's dope as hell. I know. There should be a whole video game based around this. It's just so cool. Oh, okay. Here it is. So, so your heart is the home of the spirit. And in the hall of judgment, your heart mm-hmm. was weighed against the feather. Mm-hmm. If it failed, you would be devoured. If you passed, it would go to the afterlife. So when they wanted to protect their heart or if their heart was damaged as they died, then the heart scarab would be like a stand-in and just like help out, I guess. So you want it to be heavier or lighter than a feather? It doesn't say. It doesn't say. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I'll probably find out when I reach the Hall of Judgment. I need to know. I need to know immediately. (laughs) Well, I I have no doubt that this like uh, beetle – jewelry king tuts it's gonna help me like i don't need to know anymore regardless i believe you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. regardless it's gonna help you're me good you're i good. know it you're good wow that's so i didn't know any about like the lore behind it that's so interesting i know egyptian stuff is just so cool we've talked about this before we had an like, egyptian, egyptian face, face. <laughs> egyptian faces, kids, we had but i feel like we had our uh, I go through a renaissance <laughs> we had our, a lot of this i didn't know like the kepri thing or there's just like yeah. a scarab god no idea he controlled like the sun had no idea he wasn't oh as like fuckable looking if i can say i was as, gonna like, ask like what did he do with anubis <laughs> he doesn't he's not as fuckable okay he has abs and he's built and he's very tanned and is it more like a pyramid head vibe it's the whole beetle like with legs is the head <laughs> like it's just a beetle pasted onto the body of a man i guess okay. still not a deal breaker <laughs> so It'll still work. I know. I feel like I'm about to enter, like, another Egyptian phase, though. Watch out, everyone. It's starting. (laughs) This is the kickoff. Yeesh. So cool. Yeah. So cool. Super neat. And I think Kepri could be, like, be, he could be just an insect, too, as well. Like, he had an insect form and, like, a human form. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. That sounds right. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Kepri. Kepri. Like, K-H-E-P-R-I. Oh, okay. I didn't look up it. That's how you say it. Oh, it is. Oh, oh, my God. No, he looks great. (laughs) <laughs> what are we talking about? Yeah. He got a whole ass beetle on his he head. He also has a, a fucking scepter. He does have a scepter. <gasps> Whoa. You know what he kind of looks like? Uh, You know the animation style of Samurai Jack? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Like, yeah. Diagonal cut on the face. That's yeah. what he kind of looks like. Also, his parents are nut. It says. Are nut? Just like it says parents. Uh-huh. And then, like, the next word, it just says nut. <laughs> His parents collectively are known as nut. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like Prince. Yes. The entity known as Prince. <laughs> nut. The parents of Kepri collectively known as nut. I'm not familiar with nut. I'll have to look that up. I mean, okay. Like, who am I to say? Right. He was subordinate to the greater sun god, Ra. So god, cool. Dude, yeah. He's got a six pack. Hex? Christ. Okay, well, I'm going to be looking into this. I know. Now I'm just, I'm just like looking and I'm like, oh, cool. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, anyway. It looks so good. So in some countries, we eat them. That's, I mean, like I said, there's so many different kinds of bugs. So many. Oh, the dung beetle. Okay. So many people eat bugs. Like that just tracks. Okay. Uh, Super famous, obviously, in Egyptian culture. And then other things in literature. There's Aesop's fable, the eagle and the beetle. Where. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to just read this from my head because I didn't write it down. I just, like, really skimmed it. This is going to be a horrible retelling. <laughs> I think there was a rabbit 
that was seeking <laughs> safety with the beetle in his hole. And he okay. was like, yes. And then an eagle ate the rabbit. And the beetle said, I will kill you. I will. Furious. You will f- like feel my wrath forever. Okay. And the eagle was like, ah. And ran away. And I think he ran to Zeus. And the beetle rocket launched its like shit covered body at Zeus's face at one point. <gasps> and just like throw shit at Zeus. Flex. Okay. In order to be like, hey, fuck you. Yeah, go off, King. And then at the end of it, Zeus was like, okay, I'm going to make sure that the rabbit or that the eagle and the beetle have different breeding seasons or something. (laughs) It was something about rolling eggs, rolling (laughs) eggs, rolling beetles. I don't really remember. Okay, look it up yourself. I'm not going to read a whole Aesop fable to teach you about it. (laughs) New podcast idea. Flora reads Aesop's fables, but only has a very vague understanding of them. (laughs) I just remember the part where it said he threw shit at Zeus. That's and I lost my mind. And I thought Zeus that was, like, was the best part. Okay, okay. Line I've had enough, actually. <laughs> Pump the brakes, bud. <laughs> okay, also Hans Christian Andersen. Oh, Hans. Yeah, he wrote something called The Dung Beetle. I don't know. Oh, like a story? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Okay, well, I didn't he look up did a that lot was. of weird shit, so I'm going to read that later. I know, I bet it's fucking horrifying. I bet it's like the dung became the beetle <laughs> and the beetle became the dung. Oh. You know, because they always had a weird, it always had yeah. a weird little twist at the end. Mm-hmm. He was the M. Night Shyamalan before M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. Huh. That's just my guess. <laughs> I, I think you're exactly right. I you know, I started Googling Hans Christian Andersen dung beetle and the first recommendation from Google was Hans Christian Andersen dungarees. Did he wear dungarees? I didn't think so. Did he invent dungarees? <laughs> oh, fuck. Maybe that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Hans Christian Andersen, the inventor of dungarees. Of dungarees. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. And then just generally, dung beetles have been around for a very long time. We found fossilized dung balls that were sure. millions of years old. Millions, millions, millions. Do you think the dung beetle or the dung came first? The... The Air Dung movie actually aired first, and they introduced <laughs> dung. They introduced both Dung and Dung Beetles. <laughs> Correct. That okay. was when it dropped, officially. Yeah, Hans Christian Andersen's uh, Air Dung came the out Egyptians first. The Egyptians got it first. <laughs> they previewed it at Sundance, and they're like, this is fucking lit. Dude, so fresh. And then on, on the heels of that victory, he was like, you know what? I'm going to create jeans. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Everybody would... Y'all ever heard of denim? <laughs> what would work really well? <laughs> Some fucking dungarees. <laughs> I think scarabs are cool. I'm going to have to look up. There totally is a flesh-eating bug, right? They use it in forensics. Yeah. To, yeah. Well, and taxidermy to clean bones and stuff like that. Right. So, Some sort but of in my head, I was, I was always thinking that those all the depictions of the scarab beetle was that. Because oh. of the movie The Mummy. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because of Brendan's, Brendan Fraser's The Mummy. <laughs> and The Ride, The Mummy, with his beetles in that, too, so I don't it's know. It's crazy, in The Ride, they're actually like, and dung beetles are used to clean corpses. <laughs> You're like, wow, writing that down. Locked and I got in the vault. locked into my brain for eternity, I guess. Crazy, crazy. That's crazy. But that's all I have, actually. It's so hard to talk about them biologically when there's 8,000. 
I totally understand. <laughs> I loved it, though. That was so interesting. Thanks. Okay, so this was the dung beetle. There's over 8,000 species. Uh-huh. And the United States alone, we have 75. In Australia, they have a lot, and then they brought more in. That's fun. That's fun for them. Yeah. Okay. They're like, we don't have enough. Some are rollers, and they roll poop into a ball. Some are tunnelers, and they're going to bury the poop and live with it. And some are dwellers, and they just live inside the poop. A lot of high levels of variability when you're talking about as many species as we're talking about. Mm-hmm. One species has been found to navigate using the Milky Way, which could be a first for insects, and also is absurd. They took him <laughs> to a planetarium to test him, and he passed. <laughs> he passed his exam. <laughs> they can live in deserts, grasslands, savannas, farmlands, forests, anywhere where it's not extremely cold or extremely dry. Of course, they're not living in Antarctica. They eat the poop of herbivores and omnivores. Some of them also will eat food in addition to poop, but it's not necessary. If they're a poop eater, mm-hmm. they can get it. They can roll up to 10 times their own body weight. One species can pull 1,141 times its own body weight. Seems illegal and not allowed. <laughs> I don't think so. They'll lay eggs. Some of them lay eggs in their own poop hole. Or in the poop, they hatch out of the poop, they have a full metamorphosis in the poop, live and die by the poop. That's just how it is. In They're... the poop, part of the poop. <laughs> All things return to poop. They're yes. great bioindicators of habitat health, kind of. They also wear shoes sometimes, or if they don't have access to shoes, they'll stand on top of their ball to get off the hot sand, which can be 140 degrees Fahrenheit or 60 degrees Celsius. That alone could be a whole fact. That's insane. Yeah. Does... Oh, Yeah. Sand gets that hot? Yeah. Oh, I have no doubt, dude. You ever been on the beach and it's just like I've never been to the beach. Oh, okay. Well, those times where you went to the Great Barrier Reef. I live in a bunker. I live in a bunker. I've never left this bunker. (laughs) You jumped from uh, the the dirt to the ocean. That was it. (laughs) I I don't like sand. Don't actually touch (laughs) the sand. Yeah. So Australia introduced some species who can eat the big, flat, nasty cow patties. And your hippos, mm-hmm. right? That can, we can bring those for your hippo. Your nasty Perfect. hippo wet shit. Yeah. Uh, they're also really prevalent in Egyptian culture. The scarabs are seen in a lot of places. They, you, they use it to mean transformation, renewal, resurrection. You have, you're buried with them. You have heart scarabs that get weighed against a feather or something. Didn't mm-hmm. actually get into that. And then King Tut <laughs> has one from space. Straight from the Milky Way, he baby. He has a meteorite <laughs> glass. And it looks cool as fuck. You guys gotta look it up. It looks so cool. It looks really fucking cool. Hans Christian Andersen, Aesop's Fable. Inventor of dungarees. Go read a book or something. I don't know. Everyone get ready, strap in for your Egyptian phase. It starts in three, two, one. Wee woo. Alert, alert. Yeah, I'm about to leave and go read all about Egypt. I'm going to get that big kids book that's like the the ancient (laughs) Egypt hieroglyphics. I know exactly. I know exactly (laughs) what you're talking about. I know exactly. Got all the really cool illustrations. Catch me reading that for the rest of the year. Catch me outside. Cool. Thank you guys so much for coming and listening to another episode of Keeper Chat. I hope you enjoyed it. Like I said, you can rate and review us on iTunes and Podchaser. We donate $5 for every review we get. Sometimes we just throw in more money because we just have money to burn. Why not? Goes mm-hmm. to the animals. If you want to join us on Patreon, you can at patreon.com slash keeperchat, which gives you behind-the-scenes footage and episodes and goofs, and we watch movies and all this stuff. Oh, my gosh. We watched a movie last night in the Discord. 
It was a Swedish film about people who get lost in space. Hmm. It was so good, but really? it was it was like so stressful. I swear the movie felt like it was over in 10 minutes and I think it was like an hour and a half at least. I like didn't breathe the whole time. <laughs> and like if you go back through the Discord chat, you'll just see like I'm stressed, panic, I'm str- I'm just stressed, I'm panicked. This feels bad. Screaming, bad, screaming. Vibes. <laughs> bad vibes. Bad vibes, bad vibes. <laughs> so many things were happening, but it was like very tense. Such a good movie. Couldn't tell you the title. Look up Swedish space film from 2018. It was like Aeneid or something. What it's called. I have no idea. <laughs> That's the name of your son, actually. That's his first name. Yeah, I love him. <laughs> so good. But anyway, we watch movies and have fun. We play Wordle every day. We chat, okay. help each other out, find each other jobs. That's been happening. Oh yeah, that was great. Just do all kinds of crazy stuff. So that's a fun time. Um, you can also contact us, of course, on Gmail, keeperchatgmail.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We have a TikTok, which is like. I already gave up on kind of, and, <laughs> and my attention is fleeting. Okay. So thank you guys so much. Have a good Attack on Titan Sunday, if you hear this. And maybe you're listening on Sunday. That'd be trippy. That would be cool. And you're like, oh my God, that's today. <laughs> that's me. They're talking to me. <laughs> They're talking to me specifically. To no one else. Yep. Go take a shower. It's been a few days. You're getting musty. <laughs> oh, called out. We all know it's true. <laughs> all right. Bye. Smell you later.